Blog Talk Radio. On today's Mama Levitt Show, we talk about why April 15th is such an important date in history. We'll discuss TV shows we want to live in, good and bad parts of being a kid, and long-term projects during coronacation. Later on, we'll be speaking with my good friend, Mr. Malio, and playing music trivia. The Mama Levitt Show is sponsored by Bumper Bibs. Let's go. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? everybody. Good morning and happy Wednesday. It is the Mama Levitt Show with everyone else. I'm Mr. McGowan. I'm here with uh, Miss Mara. Good morning, Miss Mara. Mara, are you there? No. Oh, Mama Levitt, Sorry, you there? Sorry, I was muted. I was muted. Oh, I got you. We're, we're, <laughs> the last couple episodes, we've had those um, those classic Zoom. <laughs> You're on. Take yourself off mute. Put your camera on. <laughs> right, exactly. We're getting used to it. We're getting better at it. We're getting better at it. Good morning, Mama Levitt. Good morning. How is everyone today? Uh, we're hanging in there. You know, it's today hanging is there. April 15th. Yeah, hanging in there is the best way we can put it. It's Wednesday, April 15th. It's day 23 of coronation. Uh, it's the 106th day of the year 2020. There are 260 days left in the year, and I don't think 2021 can come any faster. I think most of us are pretty much done with this year. Um, today's tax day. You guys do your taxes? Yeah, I did. I, I don't used, want to talk I about it. Turbo <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to an I, accountant. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have not done my taxes yet. I go to my guy, my guy Dan and Seekonk, and usually I go with my mom. It's just it's a it's a standing date I have with my mom every year. We go to we go to do our, do our taxes together. But Dan is closed for a while, so we're gonna. I'm going to probably go whenever I can. Um, announcement to make. People uh, listening, you can now subscribe to the Mama Levitt Show on iTunes. And you can subscribe. You can rate Holy Five Stars. But just go to the iTunes store. You can just search for Mama Levitt. And you'll see our, our logo there, the one with Socrates saying, smart people learn from anything and everything. Our people learn from events. And stupid people, they have all the answers. So subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe and rate. Um, today, thought we could start out with some historical trivia. We got well, we got a couple of trivia things going on today. We have music trivia later with Mr. Malia, who is a big musician and musical guy. But today's the fifteenth, and there's a lot of interesting stuff in history going on. So we're gonna have a bonus bonus trivia.
All right, April 15th. So let's see. Let's do birthdays first. Um, love it. Go first. How old do you think actor writer Seth Rogen is today? Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. I'm going to say he's um, 49. 49? Yes. Okay. And Miss Mara, how old do you think Seth Rogen is? I'm going to go 40. All right. So by our Price is Right rules, you both, you both wow. lose. He's actually 38. Seth Rogen is 38. Younger than oh, that's it? four years younger than me. I was surprised. I would have said like 40. I would have said like 42, 43. Um, staying in the, in the actor, actress field today, how old is actress? So, Mary, you get to go first. How old is actress Emma Watson today? Um, Emma I Watson. Think she is... from Harry Potter. Yes, one of my favorites. Um, 26. All right, 26. I uh, love it. What do you got? Emma Watson. Um, yeah, she's young. I, I, I was going to even say 24. I'm probably too young. 24. And the winner is Miss Mara. Emma Watson is 30 today. Mara oh, she's gotten old. <laughs> yeah, she's gotten old. Life, life is passing us by. Um, last cute, birthday today, how old is actress Maisie Williams today? Maisie Williams is best known for playing Arya in Game of Thrones. And Levy, uh, you're first. Oh, I don't watch any of that stuff. I only read the books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's probably, I, I'm going to say 31. All right, 31. I don't even know who Ms. she is. Never heard of her. <laughs> I'll go 29. Mary, you want to guess? Say it again. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 29. 29. And what did you say, Love? Did you say 31? Correct. Yeah. You're both wrong. She's, uh, Maisie Williams is 23 today. Let's get Mr. Jaffe <laughs> on the line. He wants to play some historical trivia. And Maisie, she was like 13 or 14 when, they, when the show started. Mr. Jaffe, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Hi, Mr. Jaffe. Great. How are Hi, you? Hi, everybody. Good. Everybody. Good. Yeah, we're in the middle of doing some historical trivia. May, May 15th is a big historical day. Um, you didn't miss much. Miss Mara's got April one 15th, point. April 15th, right? What did I say? May 15th. Did I say, did I say May 15th? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just yeah, that's okay. Things, it's all right. I mean, it feels like it's like the year 2030 right now. We've been in quarantine forever. All right, so Mara's got one. Uh, next, we got a lot of history, though. So let's see who can come closest. Now, this will just be, it doesn't matter if you go over, but just closest. Mr. Jaffe, why don't you go first? In what year today was Leonardo da Vinci born in or near the Tuscan town Vinci? No, I'll say 1450. 1450, all right. And love it? Oh. I have no idea. So I'm going to say, uh, I do have an idea, but I can't remember on the top of my little head because I think I'm going to go too old. So I'm going to say 1426. Okay. And Miss Mara, Leonardo da Vinci's um, birthday. I will go 1471. 1471. The winner for this one is Mr. Jaffe, who Leonardo da Vinci was born in 1452. Mr. Jaffe, Thanks, Mr. Jaffe. Oh my God. <laughs> pretty impressive. 
All right, next up, Mary gets to go first on this one. In what year did the Titanic sink <laughs> off the coast of Newfoundland after Did more than two and a half hours after hitting an iceberg? <laughs> I'm going to go with 1912. 1912. All right, what do you think, Jaffe? I, I'm, I'm saying it's exactly 1912. Oh, well, you can't get that. Give it, I, Mara uh, already I'm got not it. taking I'm a guess. Do, uh, it's 1912. I'll do. Yeah, I'll do 1913. 1913. <laughs> it's, it's no fun if they guess the if they guess the same if you guess the same as right, right, right. Well, right. maybe it's the first. Oh, go ahead. It's, but I know what date it is. <laughs> well, that's why she got to go first. All right, Mara wins that one. She won. Right, it was 1913. <laughs> yeah, but last time I did that, you yelled at me for not not giving anyone else a chance. <laughs> All right, 1912 is correct. Um, let's go. What year, Levy, you got to go first. And what year did Jackie Robinson, baseball's first black major league player, make his official debut with the Brooklyn Dodgers? Is this me? This is Levitt's first. 1942? 1942. You're right. And Jaffe? 1948. 48. And Mara? I know it was after World War II. Oh, thank you. 1946? 1946. This one's a, this one is going to be a tie between Levitt and Jaffe, but we're going to go with Miss Mara as a tiebreaker because she went under, but it's 1947 is the correct answer for that one. That one was a tie. Is this uh, number 42? His yes, number was 42. Yes, number was 42. Retired throughout Major League Baseball. Uh, next up, Mr. Jaffe, I what a, year I have was a Jackie, the city of I have a Jackie San Robinson Francisco story. Incorporated on this I'm, day? I'm, I'm sorry, what year was San Francisco Incorporated? Uh, 1875. Okay, Miss Mara? Uh, 1853. 1853. And Miss Levitt? I'm going to go 1632. 1632? <laughs> I'm going with the Spanish people. <laughs> so we're going to go with Miss Mara won that one. Since San Francisco was incorporated in 1850. All right, four points nice for Mara. Job. 1850. Um, Levitt, you get to go first here. What year was President Abraham Lincoln died nine hours after being shot the night before by John Wilkes Booth at Ford's Theater and Andrew Johnson became the nation's 17th president? What year? What year? Oh, I always mix these two up. Um, 1963. I mean, 1863, sorry. <laughs> that was Kennedy. Uh, well, say, say, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? President Lincoln died. President Lincoln was shot and killed. Well, right. actually, shot the night before. He was shot on, on the fourth. Correct. Yep, Mr. Jaffe, got you? I, yeah, I missed it. I, somehow you faded out. Yeah, what was the – President Lincoln died on this day. In, in what right. year? Correct. Oh, 1865. Okay. And Miss Mary, you want to guess? Sure. 1871. Am I just, am I like just going blank for a little bit? Yeah, you are going a little blank. Bit. Yeah. Very strange. Miss Mary, did you guess? Did you hear? Yeah, 1871. 
1871. The correct answer is 1865. Jaffe wins that one. Let's do one more. Um, what year did Ray Kroc open the first franchised McDonald's restaurant in De Plaine, Illinois, and marry your first? 1952. 1952. All right, love it. Oh, I should say that. Um, I'll go, I'm going to say um, 56. 56. And Mr. Jaffe? I'm going to go 30, 1935. 35, way off. All right, we'll go. The winner of this one is Miss Lovett. Miss Lovett, who the answer was 1955. All right, so let's let's segue that into our our next discussion because one of the big events of our lifetime happened on this day, April 15th in the year 2013. Two bombs made from pressure cookers exploded at the Boston Marathon finish line, killing two women and an eight-year-old boy and injuring more than 260. Suspected bomber... Kamerlin Sarnayev uh, died in a shootout with police. His brother, Yohar Sarnayev, was tried, convicted, and sentenced to death. Maybe we could just talk. Did, you have, did anyone have any, any interesting memories of that day, of April 15th, 2013? Maybe, Mr. Jaffe, you want to start? I remember I had a, uh, uh, my son was home, and uh, he was on his way back to UMass Amherst, and we were afraid to put him uh, on the bus because we were uh, – they were afraid that another bomb might go off. So I drove him back to UMass and we were going West on the mass bike and coming East, there's a steady stream of blue lights coming into Boston throughout the whole drive toward Amherst. And I don't know if they were FBI or state police, but constant blue lights going eastbound into, um, into Boston. It was quite a day. Yeah, interesting. Ms. Mara, what are your memories of, of the marathon day? Um, luckily, I was at home, so my story isn't too exciting, but Eden's dad was working at Fenway Park at the time, and I believe there was a game that day. I can't re- quite remember, but... Um, it, was. it was Patriots Day. I remember. It was, a, it was an yeah. 11 o'clock game. Yeah. So they... So, um, I remember him having to walk quite a bit because they had shut down the tea stations. And so that was worrisome, just not knowing, you know, what was going on. And I just remember a lot of the not being able to take my eyes off the news and the gruesome images. And I kept like, I basically at one point had to tell myself, you know, to stop looking at it all because it was like too much all at once. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty, pretty crazy day. Miss Levitt, what, what, what do you remember about that day? Um, can't <laughs> I, I think I was out of town that day and didn't know it happened. I can't remember if it was that because there's another incident where I was also like driving and oblivious to what was happening in the world. Um, so someone texted me and asked if I was all right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. What's going on? So I think I was at my brother's in Washington, D.C. So yeah. um, and, my, and Josh had to tell me, was talking to me about it. So, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was vacation week, so you may have very well been out of town. I remember yeah, my I feel, big... it's weird. I can't remember. It's like I have this big, like, I know I, I didn't know about it from the news or anything like that because I don't, mm-hmm. I, I like to live in my world. <laughs> I, was, mm-hmm. I, was, I was, and I didn't have cell phone back then like this. So I, I, I was kind of like, just did my thing. So I, I don't remember. I think somebody told me about it. 
Wow, Mrs. Levitt, a true Luddite, 2013 and no, and no cell phone. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I that probably was, had I, one, I but it's one of those texting ones only, you know, like you didn't use them for, um, or like just to flip, you know, they weren't, what is it, 2013? I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if I had my phone yet. Mm. Yeah. Mr. Jaffe, what were you going to say? Remember Ob- yeah, I remember Obama gave the most beautiful eulogy a couple of days later at the, um, yeah. the big church in the South End. This, I mean, church, is that the Church of the Holy Cross? I'm not sure. It's in Boston. The Cathedral of the Holy Cross, yeah. The Cathedral of the Holy Yeah, just a beautiful, moving tribute to the three. Was it three people who died? Or oh, four people who died? My wife just said that. Yeah, the four, three and died. So in, three died in the bombing. And then there were a couple. And then of, the uh, and then the police yeah. officer died. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just yeah. such a moving a tribute. And then to me, that I remember that distinctly because I was in the I was at the hospital. I was at Brigham and Women's because my wife was in labor at the time. This was a, a crazy one of the craziest weeks slash days of my entire life when Michaela was on her way to be born on April fifteenth. And Jen was already four days past her due date. And then we saw this going on. And the, the ironic thing to me was for like the previous 20 years, whatever, we had gone to Fenway or I had gone at least every like we, we always went to the Patriots Day game. We always went out beforehand. We met up with friends. We went down to the marathon afterwards. It was a tradition. One of my favorite days of the year in, in Boston. And I just remembered that day we were home because Jen was nine plus months pregnant and I saw it, uh, everything on the news and thought to myself, you know, this had been any other year. Like I would have been down there. I would have been down at the finish line and we would have been out somewhere in town and crazy, crazy stuff. And then this, the whole week after and Michaela was born during like the whole like lockdown of the, of the city, which is kind of the last time we've seen anything remotely like we see now, even that was even a more strict lockdown than we have for today. Right. But that was a, just a crazy day. Day, I mean, our, and I think about it now, like these years go on, like our eighth graders now, this was seven years ago, they were in first grade at the time. So they'll obviously right. have a much different perspective on it than, than we do, or even some of our students from the past few years. But it's kind of a, just a crazy, crazy, crazy time. All right, we got Mr. Malio on the line, but we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and we'll do, talk to Mr. Malio and do some questions. Let me ask you this. If you have a problem with animals constantly running out in front of your vehicle? Yeah, little kids too! Well, put away the water hose and disinfectant for good. Because the humane people at Canine Killers have a solution for you. It's called the Bumper Bib. Bumper Bib protects your vehicle from unsightly scratches and blood splatter resulting from high-velocity impacts with small, fuzzy creatures. Bumper Bib. Pick up today. Your bumper will thank you. Bumper bib can be found at any of these fine stores. Elmart, Candy, Wally World, and... All right, thanks to our sponsor, Bumper Bib. And we're back here on the Mama Love Show, and we've got special guests calling in today. A uh, guy I've known for a long time, good friend of mine, used to be my, my neighbor at the high school and my roommate at the Maddie, and Mr. Malio. How are you, Mr. Malio? 
I'm good. How's everybody? Yeah, good morning, Mr. Malley. Good. Good Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, Mr. Malley, great to hear Uh, you. Sorry? Yeah, we're here with Mr. Jaffe, Ms. Levitt, and Ms. Mara. So, how are you? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. This I've never really. This is sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we got we got quite right the crew now, here. Yeah, Littleton is very quiet. You know, my son and daughter are uh, are here, and my wife is working from home. And right now, they are just coming back in from uh, going outside. My daughter is obsessed now with uh, salamander hunting. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she brings in a lot of wriggly creatures. It's very cool. Is that what you guys do for fun out in the park? Well, we're lucky because we're surrounded by conservation land, so we can just get out and take a walk. Um, but, yeah, the street is just deserted. It's actually a pretty busy street, and the only cars we see really are trucks. Yeah. How old is your daughter, Mr. Malia? Ari is two and a half, and she's a little chatterbox. And she's, How old is Michael now? Michael's t- Michael is 10, going to be 11 wow. at the end of May. Wow. I know. That, that makes Good you feel old. When you were at the Maddie, <laughs> I, I, believe he was in, I believe he was in kindergarten. Yes. Yes, he was. So what, yeah. what grade is he in now? Is he in fourth grade, fifth grade? Fourth grade. Fourth, fourth grade. grade. Wow. Wow, I can't even yep. believe it. Um, so, Mr. Malia, what are – you know, you're a guy. I wanted you to have. I wanted to have you come on the show because I've always, you know, respected your thoughts and, and your opinions and kind of the way that you look at the world. What What do you think about the whole world of of Corona? I know that's a really like broad question, but <laughs> just what are like what are your thoughts? What are you thinking about this whole situation we find ourselves in? Uh, I think a couple of things. One, I think it it shows that. Um, that, you know, in the United States, really, we're not really affected by this, or we haven't been affected by this so much, um, because, you know, we just seem to, um, God, how do I put this without sounding like an idiot? Um, Well, it just seems like, you know, for a bunch of, for a nation full of rugged individualists, we sure got scared real quick fast and emptied out all the toilet paper in every, you know, grocery store from here to the Vermont border. Right. So um, (laughs) that's one thing. And another thing is that um, what I've noticed is that a lot of people are trying to step up and uh, help one another, um, you know, take care of each other. And that's also really, it's really heartening to see. And it also shows that, you know, we, our healthcare system is not ideal. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we need to there are a lot of gaps and um you know, we we're not prepared for something like this and, and we're not prepared not because we don't want to be, because we never had to be. Right. Or at least not in the past hundred hundred and two years since the the last flu virus that came through. Yeah. Um Mr. Malley, what's going on um at the Cavarian School for, for distance learning or what's what's happening over there? I wonder if it's similar uh, well, to what we're doing or Well one thing that's interesting is now that the building is, is slated to be used for um for let's see overflow from the from the local hospital. So the uh, gym is filled with cots and that will be uh in case 
there's overflow from the wind and then or uh, health workers who are too exhausted to go home they'll be using you know assume they could use the uh, Kavarian as a uh, as a place to stay the night um, you know so we all um, the eighth grade team at the Kavarian we're all posting in an assignment one assignment a week of course like everything else it's 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 voluntary and we're just trying to keep the kids engaged at least and like you know, let them know we're still here and that we care and that we want them to, you know, um, just know that we're that we're here and we're, we're ready to help them in any way we can. Not just mm. with like with math or science, with any kind of question, any kind of concern. It's got to be frightening. Mr. Malia, you mentioned about um, all our work being voluntary. Last week on this show, we had a very spirited discussion about kind of how do how do we handle grades and how do we handle this whole idea during the age of Corona. Um, what do you think? Do you think that students in Everett should be it should be mandatory for them to do their their distance learning? What's your what's your take on that? No, I don't. I, I don't think it should be. I I th- well, of course we want them to try, but. I think it's really unfair to expect that everybody have the exact same access to the internet. Um, and I, that, that's really my thought on that. I mean, if we grade them, can we, what do we grade them on? Just what they've done. Um, is that really fair? You know, could we, cause it doesn't, it doesn't take into account that they could buckle down, study hard and improve. So I'm really, I'm at a pass-fail point at this stage. I don't know what everybody else thinks, but, you know, it would be great if they, if they could do it, but I think it's, it's unrealistic to expect that everybody will be able to do the same. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe some of my, uh, my current teammates can, can chime in on this. Too. Yes, yesterday in our, in our meeting with Mr. Ngali, we talked about um, having the fourth quarter possibly be a pass-fail my issue with that is, would are we really going to fail anyone? I mean, would, in that case, wouldn't it just be a pass? Would anyone really yeah. get failed? Someone, yeah, someone want to comment on that, maybe? Um, no, that's a very good point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I just I think that's a very good point. Then, you know, so I hadn't thought. You know, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, I mean. How are we going to fail somebody? And then, I mean, and it, yeah. Sorry, I'm running out of words. <laughs> I feel like um, I, I go back and forth on this, and I'm kind of allowing myself to do that. Sometimes I don't like not having a clear position, but I just feel like it's such a hard issue. I know a couple weeks ago we talked about this, and I was adamant about give everyone A's. Um, And now it's like when I see the amount of work coming in, which is basically close to 0% of my kids. I mean, there's like two kids that are doing stuff right now. Um, I do, I do feel like perhaps if we were to make it mandatory, just, just as an experiment almost to see if we get more participation, because that's, that's the end goal. The goal isn't to fail kids or, you know, give them A's or whatever. It's just like, we want kids learning and however we can do that. So, and, I know Mr. McGowan, you and I were talking a little bit about like perhaps if there were a case where maybe there was only one device in the house or maybe somebody didn't have access to the internet or perhaps a student has to watch a sibling full time, 
you know, we could build in some kind of hardship clause and, and be very lenient with it. But I think that for the most part, a lot of the kids aren't doing it just because they know they don't have to. So to yeah. get them to do it is the goal. Do you find that Thumbs true, Mr. Yeah, do you think some of, of your students, maybe they, they have the ability to do it, but they're choosing not to because they, they're not told it's mandatory? Yeah, I, definitely. I mean, think about yourself as an eighth grader. Yeah. You know, if you, were, if you had this, if you had the option of, and, per, you know, first of all, it's not what they're used to. It, it, it's not coming into a classroom. It's not getting direct instruction. Um, and it's all on their time, how they want to arrange their time. And that would be, yeah, I, I, I can totally see kids just saying, well, it's not mandatory, you know, and I can eat and I can, I actually have gotten some emails of kids who are very frustrated, you know, that they don't know what to do, that they, they are not quite sure how to do this. They're kind of scared to try. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's definitely built in there too. Yeah, there's there's no real easy answers to this. Is we're, we're still waiting. We, we had a we had a Zoom call with with Mr. Ngali yesterday, and there's still there are no answers, and no one has any answers, and the higher ups don't have answers, and you know, like Ms. Mara said, like I'm kind of I find myself kind of going back and forth too. Like sometimes I think we should make everything mandatory. We should, we should try to push more kids to be learning and doing something. And then the other part of me sometimes just says, you know what, screw it. Just throw our hands up and call it a lost year and just count our, you know, count our losses and pick up the pieces and move on. So I don't really know. I still don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm learning, I'm, I'm leaning more towards uh, make it mandatory thing because I do think, like you said, Mr. Malio, we're a little bit sheltered in the United States in a lot of ways. Especially, you know, and even even in a community like Everett, like we're still, most of us are able to maintain social distancing. We're able to, you know, have have a roof over our heads and be able to have, you know, have the comforts of life. Not for everyone. I'm not going to diminish anyone who's not for people who are struggling. But there's a lot, even like in my house, which you know, we we have a very we have a lot of privilege in my house between me and and, and my wife and, and my kids. And we're struggling too, just even getting my daughter to try to do some work and getting my son to not kill his sister and other things going on. <laughs> just get the kids not to not to murder each other and not to just throw each other out the window is, is that's a victory at the end of the day. Like yesterday, like Jonathan went to bed and Michaela got out of her bath, and Michaela was all upset that Jonathan was already asleep because she wanted to like snuggle him. I'm like, that's a victory. Aww. <laughs> The kids are getting along. All right. Let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll get back, and we'll do a little bit of headlines and some discussions. All over Miami, they are shaving their heads. I'm shaving my head. Throughout the entire Channel 6 viewing area, they are shaving their heads. I'm shaving my head. They're going for the John Luke look. We're We're shaving shaving our heads. Like Captain John Luke Picard, the bold, bald head of Star Trek, the next generation, weekdays at 4 on Channel 6. Get the look. I'm shaving my head. The John Luke look on Star Trek, the next generation, weekdays at 4 on Channel 6.
All right. Dave's ahead. That's what's, that's coming down the road for me. I'm supposed to have my, my clippers should be coming in the mail tomorrow. Or not in the mail. They should be coming to Target tomorrow. So I'm going to have to... <laughs> I'm going to get on this and, sh- and shave my head. I'm going to do it. Mr. Crowley. Uh, we have to have Crowley on the podcast. We haven't had him on yet. <laughs> Mr. Daly, you know Mr. Crowley, right? You must know Crowley from... Uh, I do. Yeah, Mr. from Crowley. your days at the, at the, at the Devons. No, he's not on right He's not on right now, but... <laughs> one, of the, one of these days we'll get him to wake up and call in. But yeah, you must know Crowley <laughs> from, from your days at the, at the, Dev, at the Devon school back, back in the day. Yeah, All right, yeah, we got a couple of questions. <laughs> the days, the days of the Devons. Yeah, Mr. Crowley doesn't speak too uh, too fondly of his, of his Devons experience either. We got a couple questions to go over today, and we got as always we have our fun question slash crazy question. We have a medium question, and then today's journal question. So starting with our crazy question of the day, Miss um, Mara, why don't you start us off with this one? If you could spend okay. a week, if you could spend a week living inside any TV show. What show would you want to live inside? So you have to live in the world of, of a TV show. Okay. Um, I think I would choose, and anyone listening might not know this show, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Because I've always wanted to know what it felt like to live on, like, the balloon era, like, little like west side town i just always thought she was so cool and so awesome and like a strong female character and she was a doctor and she was so nice and like nurturing and that was one of my favorite shows growing up so i'm gonna go with dr quinn all right now would you be one of the doctors or would you want to be like the actual character (laughs) um i haven't thought that far ahead i just want to live inside of her world and know her and she could be like my bestie I can see that. Love it. What, what what TV show would you want to live inside? All right. So I always get on this, like, put on the stump when I see these questions. But so I'm going to do a current TV show because um, I'm fascinated by this topic, but on um, Project Blue Book. <laughs> What's that one about? The other day. Project Blue Book is about, um, it's based on Project Blue Book from the Air Force with UFO investigations, and um, their job was to um, kind of, like, look at and investigate it, and then they were supposed to, you know, disprove that it was a UFO or something like that using science. It's based on a a Dr. Hynek and um, a captain in the Air Force, but it takes place in the 50s, and, of course, you all know I like the 50s era and the 60s era, like, you know, vintage clothes and stuff like that. So I'm like fascinated with all the style and stuff, but it's also a topic that I'm really interested in. And I like that whole scientific point of view from Dr. Hynek. And I like the idea of like, you know, the skepticism of it and like yet the fact that people like they see these things and it, it's so real, like, is it, or is it not? Are there really extraterrestrials out there or not? So I would love to be in Project Blue Book. Well, you love your conspiracy theories. You certainly do. Well, Project Blue Book was a real blue book. It was a real thing. Oh, I know. But like UF, your, your UFOs and your skepticism. I love it. Um, Jaffe, what TV show would you want to live inside? I don't know if anybody remembers Bonanza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that goes way back. Uh, yeah. I mean, they seem, they seem so happy and uh, together. <laughs> and uh, it just seemed like a nice home with uh I forget the guy. I, it was Long Green. I forget. Oh, Cartwright, Cartwright. And they, they just seem such nice people. 
<laughs> they could live in the old west. That they do, uh, Mr. Jaffe. That they do. That's definitely. That's, 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 all, that's, that's all you. You could be the scientist in the in the in the town, nice. and then join like the posse and go after the go after the criminals. You'd have a TV show you'd want to live in. You'd love to live inside. Oh boy, that's a hard one. Um, I guess like my favorite TV show is The Good Place. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's basically Great about. Oh, don't even get me just, started just, on The Good Place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would. I would love to be like one of those guys. Just, I really enjoy the idea of these guys just banding together to try to help each other, make each other better, heal each other. I, I, I that, that, that would be, and the, the fact that they're accompanied and helped out by a demon. That's cool. <laughs> no I guess the only no other thing I'd love to look, I guess another, the other thing would be the uh, Inside the Music VH1, the Thin Lizzy episode. I love those guys. Come on, now we have to put a new alarm spoiler alert. So if you have not watched The Good Place, just disregard everything that Mr. Malio just said if you've not watched season one of The Good Place. <laughs> yeah. Basic cheating. Yeah, basic. I use that line in my life. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Malio, what's your other one? Oh, the VH1 behind the music? Mm. I love or that. In, um, I love those. In, in How I Met Your Mother, they had they spoofed that, and they had it was it was called Underneath the Tunes. You know? <laughs> behind the music. I got three that I would want to live in. Um, the number one one I'd, I'd want to live in is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Because I would love to just own a bar, but have like an, a, an infinite sum of money to, just to do kinds of schemes and other kind of bizarre things. I would want to do Sunny. Obviously, I'd want to live in the world of Seinfeld or Curb, just because I, I think Larry David is the funniest man on earth. And I'd, I'd want to be friends with Larry David. And for Curb, I'd want to be friends with his buddy Leon, JB JB Smoove, who I think is the best character on TV is, is Leon. And the third one I'd want to live in is um, Friday Night Lights, where I could just be mm. Coach Eric. I could just be Coach Eric Taylor, and just live in Dillon, Texas, and just be in a, in a world where like high school football is everything. That's kind of that'd be like kind of like my dream. Although I'll be kind of there now and never. That might that's kind of like our our current situation. So maybe I am living through Friday Night Lights. All right, medium question. Mr. Jaffe, start us off on this one. What's the best part about being a kid? And then what's the worst part about being a kid? Uh, the best part of being a kid is that you have no very few responsibilities. And the worst part of being a kid is that you have to take orders from just about everybody. Yeah. And do stuff you don't want to do. You're kind of like a surf in your own in your own world as a kid. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Levitt, what do you think? Levitt, what's the best part about being a kid? Um, I always thought the best part about being a kid is like that ability to just be yourself and not really care about people in the world and your imagination and how you think about the world and no one criticizes you or judges you in that sense. Um, but the worst part of it is as you go into adolescent, people do judge you and criticize you. And all of a sudden you just feel like you can't be yourself anymore. So yeah. that's kind of where I go. Malia, what's the best part of being a kid and the worst part? Oh, let's see. Well, the best, I, I think, yeah, I, I agree with uh, both Mr. Jaffe and Ms. Levin that like 
you don't you have very few responsibilities. You can play, you can imagine, um, you can try to forge your own path. Um, I think the worst part is that you know you've got all these adults around you who are so happy to tell you that your way of thinking is wrong. <laughs> that you don't know the real world yet, boy. Right. You know, once you get into the real world, you'll see what I'm talking about. Those kind of guys. So it's like, I have this wonderful idea. Slap. No. <laughs> Just being shot down and beat down by life. Yeah, that's definitely the worst yeah. part of kids. Miss Myra, what's the best part of being a kid? I think for um, me, my favorite childhood memories are holidays and just like the magic that went with them you know um just truly like magical and just not like like you guys said not having any responsibilities thinking about all the presents I was going to get and the worst thing about being a kid is just kind of what everyone else has said like total lack of freedom that's one of my favorite parts about being an adult is like just doing it my way however I want to do it yeah that is a good part about being an adult. So for my, my answer on this one is, is actually the same answer for both questions. The best part about being a kid is not having to figure out dinner every night. Like a, <laughs> a massive form of stress in my house. So what do you guys want to do for dinner? I don't know. What can we do? What do you want to do? Do you want to get Chinese? No. How about burritos? No. How about pizza? No. Jonathan doesn't want pizza. Jonathan had pizza for lunch. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. The best part of being a kid is not having to worry. But the worst part about being a kid is also not being in control of what's for dinner because you just have to put, you have to eat what's put in front of you. Yep. Or, and like, you know, my parents, I don't know if your parents did the same thing. My parents would be like, all right, this is it. Take it or leave it. You know, like, I don't want this. Well, too bad. You know, too bad. You either eat it or you go hungry. And that's, that's pretty much how it was in my house. But that's the, both the best part and the worst part about being a kid. All right. Last question for today is our journal question and our mental health tips for coronation. Number 18 is find a long-term project to dive into. Now is the time to learn how to play the keyboard, put together a huge jigsaw puzzle, start a 15-hour game of Risk, paint a picture, read the Harry Potter series, binge watch an eight-season show, crochet a blanket, solve a Rubik's Cube, or develop a new town in Animal Crossing. Find something that will keep you busy, distracted, and engaged to take breaks from what's going on in the outside world. So question, have you taken on any long-term projects? I put that in quotation marks because, like I, I don't look at binge watching a show as a project, but maybe it kind of is. Long term <laughs> projects while we've been out, or and or what long time projects would you like to accomplish? So, Mr. Malia, you want to start this one? Have you done any long term projects while we've been out? Or if not, what would you like to do? Well, I've I've been um, as some of you know, um, I ha- I run a website that's about uh, cancer survivorship, so I've been working on that. Um, I've also uh, been working on just writing short stories and fiction. And um, the thing I'm really excited about is that I, uh, I've really gotten into slide guitar blues in the past few years. And I've been uh, just working on that. You know, get, get, I just ordered a new resonator guitar, which is a great guitar for blues. And um, I'm just practicing that kind of finger-picking style, that old, you know, Delta sound, and I love it. I knew you'd have some kind of a musical answer, <laughs> that one. Miss nope. um, yeah. Mara, what, do you, what, what kind of long-term projects might you want to do or have you been doing? So it's kind of ironic that this happened because I was saying when I moved into my new apartment, I was going to finally launch. I've been building this, like, webpage for a T-shirt. 
because I've always wanted to sell T-shirts with my artwork on them. And I, like, built the website. It was all set to go. And I'm like, this would be the perfect time to do that because I have all this time. However, I need, like, ample amounts of printer ink, T-shirts, and supplies. And because of everything, like, being so slow on Amazon, I don't feel confident to, like, launch a small business, you know, without being able to get things out in time and stuff. So I've just been kind of working on my artwork, and then hopefully when things are moving more, I can um, get it up and running. Awesome. Mama Love It, what, what's your, your long-term project or wannabe long-term oh. project? So I did a couple things. Like um, I've been trying to finish reading some books that I've been doing. And then um, I kind of been working continuously, which I need to stop doing. I'm working on like prepping for school. So my lessons are better for um, next year, um, which I need to stop doing. Um, but I have uh, my plan <laughs> is, um, is to start painting I went and found my canvases that I have in the house and going to go back through my, my um, paints. And I have like um, ideas for a series of paintings um, that I want to get started on that I have never had a chance to do because I'm obsessed with school because I have some OCD issues. And then you could sell them on Miss Mara's Etsy page uh, when you're done. Now you're, I- I see you as a bit of an, of an OCD person. Mr. Jaffe, you got any projects going on in your neck of the woods? You know, just it, it, just boring. I just got to try to get my house in shape, clean it. There's so many projects I have here to do. So that's it. It's just getting yeah. getting stuff in the house in order and organized. Yeah, as, as my mom would that, say, welcome to home ownership. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I hear got from a my mom. Bikes. I, yeah, I, I want to. I need a little work. I want to try to get up and running so my wife and I can go bike yeah. riding. Mm-hmm. But it's my just, big thing, general cleaning. Yeah, mine is probably is probably a little similar to that. We've, uh, you know, we've been paying for the past couple of years for a storage unit because it was sort of like a temporary thing to yep. make my wife yeah, like, you feel better. Yeah, you of other people. Those, those storage places are all over the place. Right. The, the plan was, you know, temporarily put a bunch of stuff in storage, be able to like kind of clear out, just get some of the cl- some of the big clutter stuff out so that we could focus on some of the, the smaller stuff. But we're kind of doing it like little by little. But the goal on, on like so I, I pay the storage rent on like the 19th of each month. And so on March 19th, Jen wanted to make a make a pact that we'd have everything out of storage and everything cleaned up in this house and bring it back by April 19th. Yeah, it hasn't quite worked out that way. But that's kind of like my that's my dream for is to get all my stuff out of storage and just kind of keep it here in the basement and have it all be organized. And I'm also walking, I'm also watching all the Marvel movies with my son and all my and my daughter. But I'm I'm following through the Marvel movies. We're about like halfway done. Jonathan's like big into them, and so we just watched Avengers: Age of Ultron. So that's a good one. So later on, I think about three o'clock today, we'll have a, a post. We'll go out about today's journal question, which is. Have you taken any long-term projects while we've been out? And what long-term projects would you like to accomplish? A quick commercial break, and then we'll come right back to the Mama Levitt Show. Please put your tongue on your radio. Wait, that might be a little tingly. Don't do that, but do stick your tongue out. Keep going. Wow, you have a long tongue. Congrats. But it's all relative, because sorry, you have a teeny-weeny tongue compared to... I'm 
It's the Rock Meets Reality Show that licks them all. Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, starring the man who has more talent than you can shake a tongue at. Yeah. Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, season premiere Sunday at 9, 8 Central on A&E. Oh, um, put your tongue back in. The guy in the van is staring. Hey, back at the Mama Levitt show for our final segment today. You know, Mama Levitt, you you put a couple headlines out there, which I do want to get to. The, we'll, we'll save those for, for Friday because I think those are some interesting things that we need some time to talk about. But let's move into some. Mr. Malley, you were not here earlier for we did the history trivia. That was a bonus trivia. But today we got some music trivia for everybody. Ooh. Right, so the way this works is the way I have songs, one song a year from 1958 to 2018, so 60 years of songs. And what I thought would be the best way to do this, let me just set up my score sheet here, is everyone gets a chance to pick a year. So the songs that are on each one is these are the most guest songs on Sporkle, which is my favorite trivia website, the most guest songs for that year. So they're all pretty, pretty well-known songs. Um, what I'm going to have everyone do is we'll take turns, and you get to pick a five-year period. Like, say, for example, Mr. Jaffe wanted to pick 1964. So he would be able to answer the, the clips from 64, 65, 66, 67, 68. So he would get the first dibs on, on all five of those. And if he doesn't get them, that would then go out to the whole group, and the whole group gets a chance to, to bid on those. So does that, does that make sense? So everyone gets a chance sure. to do a five-year period. So Mr. Malio, as our guest today and as our resident musician, um, why don't you pick, <laughs> pick a year between 1958 and 2018. And, or actually, it has to be between 1958 and 2014. And then you'll get the first okay. check after those five songs. So, yeah, which one would you like to start with? Um, I will go with my musical awakening years in, uh, in early um, elementary. I will go with 1979. All right, 1979. So you'll have one, two, three, four, five. All right, here we go. So, Malio, you, you'll get – let me just tee this up. You'll get the first one. And then I'll pause it. So yeah, don't guess. Don't guess until the clip is over. And then if mm-hmm. he doesn't get it, so you, you can get one point for the title and one point for the artist. And if he doesn't get it, then anyone else has to. They can buzz in and try to get it. So here's the first one, 1979. All right, Malio. Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2, by Pink Floyd, from the album The Wall. <laughs> wow. I'm very, I'm very impressed that you put, you put the Part 2 in there as well. All right, Mr. Malio, 1980. <laughs> 
Dolly Parton, nine to five. All right, two more points for Mr. Malio. All right, 1981. Oh, man, Phil Collin in the air tonight. All right, Made that's correct. very popular by Miami Vice. All right. All right. 1982. Oh, God. I, the Tiger Survivor from the Rocky Three soundtrack. (laughs) All right. And last one for you, Mr. Malio. This is 1983. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, girls just want to have fun. Wow, that's a that's a full that's a ten out of ten. Perfect yeah. score. Very impressive. Perfect <laughs> score. Quite impressive. All right, Melio's got ten. Someone's got to match him. All right, who wants to go next? Love it. You want to go next? Pick a year. Oh God, I suck at music. Um, <laughs> I do. You I got do, this. Love it. I'm going to go go out on a limb, and I'm going to go on a birthday year, and I'm going to go 71. All right, 1971. I'm really scared, though, because I don't know. You're going to have have between 1971 and 1975. So you get one point for the title and then one point for the artist. And here's your first one. 1971. I'm going to go zero for 10. All right, that's John Lennon. One point. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to mess up the song title. Um, Imagine. Yeah, correct. Imagine by All John right. Lennon. All right, there we go. All right, 1972. Oh, I know this guy. <laughs> Oh, okay. I know this guy, but the funny part is, is I always associate the riff with Marky Mark. Um, yes, right? And then... <laughs> Mark, um, Marky Mark and the Funky Bun sampled this song in like 92. Um, yeah, they did. Um, it had the same um, title, it, by the way, if that helps. Yeah, well, it's not going to help me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say it's, it's, it's all the pretty girls. <laughs> On the, oh God! I don't, I don't know. I don't even. I know, even, I know what the guy looks like. I could tell you what he looks like. He's got the so curly hair. One of the time in you, you say your last name. Buzz in. All right. Anyone else? Go. Any guesses? Uh, that would be Walking oh, the Wild Side by Lou Reed. Malio. Say, say Lou Malio. Reed, that's it. See, I knew what he yeah. looks like though. He had curly hair, t-shirt, right, and glasses. How do I? So Malio, if you want to want to buzz in, just say your name. Just say Malio, then I'll I'll acknowledge you. Say, say oh, your last okay. name. Sorry. All right, Miss Lovett, you're up. 1973. Sing us the song tonight. When we're all in the mood for a melody, you've got us feeling all right. That's Billy Joel's Piano Man. All right, two points. Two more points for Lovett. 1974. 
Alabama. We'll give you that one. Sweet home Alabama. And the artist wanted for a point? Um 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 it's oh it's those guys. Um oh I know them. I see them with their little long hair. Um they were nice steel. Mara. Mara. Leonard Skinner. All right, that's, that's one him. point. Leonard Skinner is correct. Uh <laughs> love the last one for you. This is nineteen seventy five. Um, it's Aerosmith. Yep. And it's the bad Walk boys this from Boston. Way. Walk this way is they, correct. All right, they, good they job. They did it with yeah. They did the remake in the eighties. That's true, right? With Run DMC. Good job, Mama Lovett. All right, Mama Lovett. Seven points. Seven points. All right, Mr. Jaffe, you're up next. Okay, you shouldn't take long. Uh, <laughs> Looking here. Yeah, 1965. Ooh, 65. All right, let me go back. So you'll get 65, 66, 67, 68, and 69. All right, let's go back to 1965. Pulling it way back to, let me just find this one, 51 seconds on the playlist. All right, first one, 1965. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with uh, you. Sounds of Silence, Simon and Garfunkel. All right, good. Two points for that one. This is 1966. You know, I don't... It's from... <laughs> love from it. Shrek. Uh, yeah, go ahead, love it. <laughs> All right, love it. Go for the seal. Is it the monkeys? I'm a believer. Yes, the monkeys. I'm a believer. Two points for Love It. All right, Mr. Jaffe, 1967. The time you hesitate is through. No time to wallow in the Jose Feliciano, Light My Fire. Love it, love it. Oh, no, it's not. I know who it is. You're you're right about Light My Fire. (laughs) I know, I got the wrong. I know. Love it. Doors, the doors. The doors. Right, very good. The doors. That was Jim Morrison, right? Doors, Jim Morrison, the doors, right. Uh, 1968, Mr. Jaffe. Oh, the Beatles, hey, Jude. That's right. Written by Paul McCartney about John Lennon's son. And last one for oh, you, Mr. True. Jaffe. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was, uh, it was Julian. A, it was a note of consolation to Julian because his parents were getting divorced because his, his father fell in love with Yoko Ono. Um, 1969, Mr. Jaffe, your last one. Ground control to Major Tom. Oh, is it David Bowie? It's David Bowie. And, I don't know, and it's... Uh, Mara. Yeah, go ahead. Mara. Sorry. Space Oddity. Space Oddity by David Bowie. So congratulations, Mr. Jaffe. Very good. Six points. Six points. All right, score update. Mara gets her turn next. But Malio has 12, Levitt has 10, Jaffe has 6, Mara has 2. All right, Miss Mara, you are up. Pick your, pick Let's your take arrow. a ride to the 
future and go with 2000. All right, 2000. All right, so you'll have 2000 through 2004. All right, let's see. 2000 starts in... All right, we'll go into the 21st century. And all right, here we go. First one is the year 2000. All right, it's Blink-182. That's one. And I don't remember the name of the song, though. Anybody? Not a clue. It's a hard one. It's called All the Small Things by Blink-182. Yep. All right, 2001. Hank, get the party started. Just say that again. Pink, get the party started. All right, there we go. Five five points total for Miss Mara. Two thousand two. It's Eminem, and it's oh gosh darn it, it's Eminem, and it's that movie he was in. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, Eight so. Mile was the movie. Anyone want to guess the title? Oh, I, I, I um, um, some shady. Malia? Huh? <laughs> no, it's not. And it's called Sorry? Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Right, two, okay. 2003. Gosh, I know the artist. It's White Stripes, and I can't White remember Stripes. the names of any of these songs. White Stripes is correct. Anyone? Um, yeah, no. No. Uh, it's called Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. And last one for your section, uh, 2004. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. A like you should wear a It's Britney Spears. Hold on. Um, dangerous. I don't know. Aaron, anyone want to? It's Britney Spears. Anyone want to guess the title? And it's called "Toxic" by Britney Spears. Yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> All right. So now, lightning round. Lightning round. So after the first round, Mara has eight, Levitt has ten, Malio has twelve, and Jaffe has six. Anybody's game. Anybody's game coming in. Um, I'm going to let Mr. Jaffe, since he is in last place, um, you can pick. So pick any year between 1984 and 1989. So pick a year in the 80s. Oh boy, how about 82? No, it has to be oh, between. Oh, 84. Sorry. 84. Sorry. Actually, between 84 uh, and 90, 80, to, be, 80, to be honest. How about 85? Sorry. All right, 85. All right, so we're going to do we're gonna do 10 songs. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, oh, 6, 7, 8, 9. So between 85, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Between 85 and 94. All right, so this is, this is our lightning round. So you have to buzz in, say your name, wait till the entire clip is over. And the first person that buzzes in, that buzzes in with their name, I will acknowledge them, and then you can then you can say your guess, 
they don't get it right, someone else can steal it. So this is 1985. Mara. Mara. Walking on sunshine. That's correct. Anyone got the you got the the, the uh, artist? Malio. Malio. Katrina and the waves. Wow, that's impressive that you got that one. <laughs> Katrina and the waves. All right, point for Malio, 1986. Oh, for God's sake. Malio. Love it. Love it. That's Bon Jovi. And, um, oh, crud. Mara. <clears throat> Someone else? Mara. Mara, living on a prayer. Mara. Mara, living, living on, on a prayer. prayer. Yeah, living on a prayer. All right, good. 1987. Malio. Love it. Malio. Heaven on Earth, Belinda Carlisle, formerly of the Go-Go's. <laughs> Close enough. Heaven, heaven is a place on Earth. You get enough keywords to title, um, Belinda Carlisle. All right, 1988. <laughs> Mara. Mara. Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. All right, there we go. Two points for Mara. And next one, 1989. Love it. Love it. That's Billy Joel. Yeah. And... We're going to start a fire. <laughs> you didn't start the fire. All right, enough keywords. All right, 1990. Mara. Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. All right, there we go. That's two points for that one. Um, 19, I think, well, hold on, let me finish that one. All right, that was 1990, 1990, this is 1991. Love it. Love it. It is REM, I'm losing my religion, or losing my religion. All right, here we go. We have three more favorite. clues current scores. Mara has 14. Levitt has 15. Malio has 15. Jaffe has 6. 1992. Mara. I got Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know the title. Okay. We got the title. Anybody? Malio. Melio. Under the bridge. Under the bridge is correct. All right, 1993. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> REM tonight swimming. REM is correct. Night swimming, not the title. Mara. Everybody hurts. Everybody hurts by REM. Everybody hurts. Although night swimming, great song. All right, last one for a lightning round. Scores: Mara sixteen, Levitt sixteen, Malio sixteen, Jaffe six. We got a three-way tie for first. Nineteen ninety-four. Malio. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> right. Uh the cranberry zombie. All right, the cranberry zombie. And congratulations to today's winner, Mr. Malio with eighteen points. Yay, yeah. I know a lot of useful trivia. <laughs> <laughs> You're a music master. And Miss Miss Mara, Miss Love, and Mr. Jaffe, everyone's laughing at you. <laughs> Wow. And just, just in case that didn't make the point to all three of you, you lose. All right. So, <laughs> I think I did pretty good. I'd like to point out that this is like the only thing I'm an expert in. So anything else I would have bombed and bombed hard. <laughs> no, that's why that's why we did music today, Mr. Malio. I thought I'd go right into the wheelhouse as, as our special guest today. Um, yeah, that, this was a good show today. Talked a lot. I mean, the, the hour, hour and ten minutes just flew right by. Um, anyone else got any announcements before we before we sign off? Love it. You got anything or? No, I posted work and nobody's doing it. But oh well. <laughs> posted work this morning too. I got What's a few. I, I, got have a few. It. Let's see. I have one. Mara. I have a Zoom meeting. I have actually a Google class, a Google Meet today at two o'clock for any of my students that want to read Cracker. Cool. I'm going to do a meet at, uh, I think, at 12.30 today for period, see if anyone has any, any questions or anything wants to come on. Um, anybody else? Malio, any, any, any starting thoughts? Just thank you for having me on. It's been great. Nice to talk to everybody again. Yeah, it's right. thanks, thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, coming on. I'm, thank uh, you for great coming to, on. Uh, great to have you back in the district and great to have you back in Everett, and even though you're not at our school. Uh, we, have, we do have a dad joke for today. What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? Let me wash your ears. <laughs> no, where's, pop, where's popcorn? <laughs> All right, so that's our dad joke for the day. We're going to sign off here on the Mama Levitt Show for Mama Levitt, Mr. Jaffe, Ms. Mara, and the Kavarian School's own Mr. Malio. I'm Mr. McGowan. Tune in on Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a rating, hopefully five stars. Give us a, a review. And this is Ms. Mara's suggestion for a song to play us out into the night. So have a good day. Do your work. And we'll talk to everyone on Friday at 1030. Bye, everybody.